You are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. I'm Pastor Jason. If you don't know, if this is your first time, thank you for being here at the Mission Redlands. Um, it's already been said, but we, we really strive here in this place to not just be a church that sits and splits, but to be a family, to be vulnerable with each other, to risk um, relationship beyond just um, the surface. And so that's what this family uh, does, uh, um, and it's all in the name of Jesus. It's all about Jesus in this place. And uh, this week, I, um, I was going through some scripture. I was listening, actually, to an audio Bible, and the Lord laid something that was unexpected on my heart this morning. And, um, and uh, yeah, I feel a little like at first I was kind of like uh, listening to the audio Bible and, and uh, the passage came on. And have you ever just heard or read a passage that just like jumped off the page at you and kind of like ping ponged around in your spirit? You know what I mean? Like in your mind, that's what was happening to me is like this passage that I've heard 500 times at least, you know, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit illuminated something in it to me, and uh, it just ping-ponged around my brain for a while, and, and as the Holy Spirit began to connect some dots with this passage, I knew right away that this is what I was supposed to share today, and, and, it's, a, and it's a question, but I want you to hear me say that the question I'm about to ask you is not asked in judgment on my part. The question I'm about to ask you is not asked in judgment on my part. It's not for me to judge. This question is between you and God, okay? So this is the question. Is the gift you are presenting to God out of intention or convenience? So I'm going to say it again. Is the gift you are presenting to God out of intention or convenience. And, and this, is, this, is, like, this, is, uh, this is something I've been thinking about. Like convenience, like there are a lot of modern day conveniences that I love, right? Like when I was in high school, I, kids, plug your ears. I used to cut class. <laughs> and... On, um, I forget what day it was, but there was a specific day of the week where all the new music came out for that week. And, uh, and I would, if there was a band that was releasing an album that day, I would cut class, go down to the record store, buy the record, drive around listening to it, and then go back to school. Like, but now I have this thing um, called a... Uh, a smartphone, right? And so there, there's literally, not only do I not have to purchase a single album, like, like there are literally millions and millions and millions of albums at my fingertips that I can just listen to for a small fee, right? <laughs> for a small fee, right? Like, if you would have told me that back in high school, I would have been like, 
are you serious? Whoa, you know, like, like literally, like you're telling me I can download every single Pink Floyd record? Oh my gosh, what in the world? You know, there are all kinds of, of modern day conveniences that are great. Who's a fan of Target pickup? Like drive up pickup, right? Like, that, like, oh my gosh, there are all kinds of modern day conveniences that that um that are great, you know. But but we're talking about convenience in in spiritual life. Now, let me ask you this, right? So, so there's the so the, there's two husbands. L- let me just say this, okay? So, Andy and Becca, you guys have been married for almost a year. Get how many months now? 10 months. Okay, I saw it on the Facebook. And, um, and uh, right, yeah, the Facebook. And um, uh, we have a formal relationship, sorry. Um, so ten, 10 months, right? And so, okay, tell me, let's just, for example, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Okay, I know you love this, okay? Um, <laughs> let's, say, let's say Andy, your husband of almost a year, Becca, comes to you and uh, is bringing you flowers, okay? These are your favorite flowers, and you're like, oh my gosh, Andy, thank you so much. I love these flowers. Uh, I thought these were like sold out everywhere because they're out of season, and he's like, yeah, I, 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 I went and searched a lot of the shops, and I and I, and I found these, these flowers that I know that you love because I know they bring you joy. Um, and I, hunt, I hunted all over town for these flowers. And, uh, and, and you know, just, just because, just because I love you, we've, on, we've, almost, only, we've, we've almost been married a year. Here's, some, here's your favorite flowers just because. Becca, what would your response be? Thank you. Yes, that's probably true, actually. Um, but so I heard some awes, right? Who, who is like, oh, you know, like, I, I, oh, come on. He searched all over town for crying out loud. Come on. You know, and then, okay, so, so that's one Andy, right? That's one husband. Then the other husband, there's another husband, right? There's another husband, Andy. And this time he comes home with flowers, and you're like, oh, thank you. And he's like, oh, yeah, um, you know, I, I, I sent my secretary out to get some stuff, and she saw him on clearance, and, uh, and they were, uh, you know, she was picking some stuff up for me, but she, she thought it might be a good idea if I got these for you. They were 99 cents. I hope that's a, you know, I thought, she thought it was a pretty good deal. Um, so, uh, you know, here you go. Now, how would that make you feel, Becca? Sad. Why? There was no thought, right? And see, I've been married long enough to know that thought matters. (laughs) Thought matters, right? I've been married long enough to know that. And so so you have the two husbands, one that was intentional and one that gave a gift out of convenience, right? He gave a gift out of, he didn't even buy it. His secretary bought it. Andy, shame on you. But which wife would feel the most honored, right? The one with the husband who was intentional, right? And, and uh, so, I've, I, like I said, I've been married long enough to know you don't give that second set of flowers, right? At least you don't say it like that. And, um, 
<laughs> the, the intention behind the flowers that the hus- first husband searched out, he searched out these flowers on purpose to find the perfect flowers that will always be more meaningful than the flowers themselves, right? And I think sometimes we forget that about God. I think sometimes we forget that about God, that our being intentional matters to God, especially when we are um, striving to grow in relationship with him. Being intentional matters. There's a moment in the book of John in chapter 2 where Jesus and his disciples have arrived for the Passover celebration in Jerusalem, and Jesus Uh, approaches the temple, a place that is sacred and set aside for honoring God, and immediately notices something deeply troubling. Let's go to John 2, verse 13. I'm going to read from the NLT translation. So it it says this, John chapter 2, 13. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration, so Jesus went to Jerusalem In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep, and doves for sacrifices. He also saw dealers at tables exchanging foreign money. Jesus made a whip. That's like the best start to a verse ever. (laughs) I mean, that's just like the best opener to a verse. Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them all out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and cattle, scattered the money changers' coins over the floor, and turned over their tables. Then going over to the people who sold doves, he told them, get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures, passion for God's house will consume me. But the Jewish leaders demanded, what are you doing? If God gave you authority to do this, show us a miraculous sign to prove it. All right, Jesus replied, destroy this temple, and in three days it will, I will raise it up. What, they exclaimed? It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you can rebuild it in three days? But then Jesus said, But when Jesus said this temple, he meant his own body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered he had said this, and they believed both the scriptures and what Jesus had said. All right, so, all right, let's set the scene. Jesus approaches the temple in Jerusalem, and instead of seeing the sacred space where people come to worship the Father, he basically sees a supermarket for sacrifice. Just think about that for a moment. A supermarket for sacrifice. Those two things don't really go together, right? Uh, I mean, like, uh, Passover is a time when Jewish people make sacrifices to God, cattle, sheep, doves. Some people bring in their own animals, other more well-off people would purchase an animal upon their arrival in Jerusalem for, from one of the salespeople in the marketplace. And Now, this passage has a lot going on in it, and there's at least 12 messages that I could 
probably preach out of this passage, but I want to really focus in on convenience, that word of convenience in, in this particular situation. At some point, someone had the idea, right? What if instead of sending people out to the actual marketplace to buy an animal, uh, we had them right here in the temple courts, right? And, and, and that way, rather than having to deal with them while they're out staying in the city, you know, or, or they could just buy them on their way to give the sacrifice. And it's just much more streamlined, much more convenient that way, right? You know, and, and a lot of people come from out of town here as well, you know. And, and so if we're going to collect their money, we better be able to change their money for, for a small fee, of course, right? And um, not only would that be profitable for us, but it would, it would just be more convenient for everybody. That way they wouldn't have to deal with the marketplace, you know? I don't know if that's exactly how it went down, you know, um, with the temple priests, the people that were over the temple, you know? Uh, but I do know sometimes that is how it goes down with me, right? I do know that sometimes there will be a dialogue going on in my head where I'm trying to convince myself that it's completely fine to take a shortcut, right? Or to justify why something that seems so wrong is actually okay because it's more convenient, right? Uh, People were coming to offer sacrifices to God at the temple in wanted convenience, but sacrifice is the opposite of convenience. Think about the farmer, right? We talked about the husbands. Think about two farmers, one that raised up a sheep from birth, cared for it. And and once the time for Passover came, the farmer took the sheep and traveled three days to Jerusalem with it, protecting and caring for it all along the way so that this sheep would be a pleasing offering to God. Or, just like the husband that we spoke of earlier whose secretaries picked up the flowers and how, who was blind to how the flowers, the gift was going to make his wife feel because the gift wasn't very intentional, people were coming to the temple and transactionally buying animals to give to God, but God didn't want their animals. God wanted their heart. God wanted their heart. Just like the wife wants the husband's heart, God wants your heart. The animals are an exercise in intentionality and giving over your heart. And to give God your heart means sacrifice. Sacrifice is something that you struggle through because giving the gift is worth it. Sometimes, if we're not careful, our church gatherings, like even when we gather together, sometimes they can become very transactional. 
Like I, I come on Sunday morning, I grab a cup of coffee, sing a few songs, listen to a positive, inspiring message, and then go home exactly the way I came. It can be transactional, right? And we can get so caught up in convenience, and I'm not talking like my church is near my house, like, the, like uh, you know, like I'm not talking about that convenience. Sometimes we can get so caught up in convenience, though, that we forget what we are gathering to do and who we are gathering to worship together. Because these four walls aren't the church, the people in it are the church. Is the gift you are presenting to God out of intention or convenience? That's the question. Because when convenience is king, Jesus is not. Are you mindlessly offering something convenient to God, or are you intentionally offering everything to God? Your whole heart and please, don't hear me wrong. Like, I'm not judging you or anyone. This question can only truly answered, like I said, up at the top, between you and God. Because what is a meaningful sacrifice to one person may not be meaningful at all to another. With, with our human eyes, you can never tell what is somebody else's everything. I'm going to say that again because it's important and I really want you to catch it. With our human eyes, you can never tell what is someone else's everything. There are days when people come to church and, and gather and it's literally like every, it took everything in their body that morning to get here. You don't know what somebody else is going through. Even if you think you do, humans are so layered. We've become so good at publicly hiding what we're going through. You never know what is somebody else's everything. Jesus says it himself this way in the book of Luke chapter 21. Jesus is once again at the temple with his disciples and watching what's going on. And actually, Jesse and I were talking about this this morning. Jesse Coda, our church treasurer and just all around wonderful guy. Hi, Jesse. Um, we were talking about this uh, we were talking about this this morning in, in Luke chapter 21, verses 1. Uh, Jesus describes it this way. While Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people dropping in their gifts in the collection box. And a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. And Jesus says this, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all the rest of them, for they have given a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. Just like the poor widow gave everything, Jesus came to the earth 
to give everything for us. And that was intentional. Jesus' giving of everything was intentional. In the passage we just read in John chapter 2, when all the animals were in the temple courts, the Jewish leaders demanded a miraculous sign that Jesus had the authority uh, from God to kick out all the livestock and money changers, right? And Jesus said this in verse 19. All right, Jesus replied, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. What? They exclaimed. It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you can rebuild it in three days? But when Jesus said this temple, he meant his own body. And after he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered he had said this, and they believed both the scriptures and what Jesus had said. See, Jesus wasn't talking about the physical temple they were standing in. He was talking about his body, which he would offer up on the cross as an intentional sacrifice for our sins. And not only our sins would be forgiven, but not only that our sins would be forgiven, but through his sacrifice, we could be in the very presence of God again through Jesus Christ. Because sometimes we get so focused on the forgiveness of sins that we forget we get God. Is the gift you are presenting to God out of intention or convenience? Because I... I'm going to just go out on a limb and say there was nothing convenient about leaving heaven for Jesus. There was nothing convenient about coming down to the earth and living amongst his creation. And there was nothing convenient about going to the cross. But it was the sacrifice that would bring us back to God. So as the worship team comes now, I just want to sit in this moment for a minute. So if you would just bow your heads and close your eyes, I just want to sit in prayer of this moment right now. And just I want you to ask yourself, I want you to ask God this question, is the gift I am presenting to you, God, out of intention or convenience? Am I coasting, Lord, above the surface with you? Or am I striving to dig deeper with you? Lord, is the gift I'm offering you something that is is meaningful to me. Father God, I pray that you would open our minds and open our hearts to the truth, Lord. 
that you would give us eyes to see our relationship the way it truly is with you, Lord. And even if it's hard to look at, Lord, I pray that you would give us courage to face it. Father, we want to be a people. We want to be a family. We want to be a church of followers of Jesus who present everything we are before you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, as Jeff prayed, Lord, move in this place. Convict, Lord, reveal, affirm in the way that only you can. Jesus, I lift up that person that may be here today, Lord, and it's literally took everything in them to get here today, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen them right now. Lord, that you would encourage them right now, Lord. Father, that you would reveal yourself and your pleasure in their sacrifice today, Lord. Father, I pray for us as believers, Lord. I pray that we would, Lord, not, not be so quick to judge each other, Lord, but that we would be kind to one another and gracious to one another, Father. Like the family you want us to be. So Holy Spirit, I'm just going to ask you to move right now and have your way in this place. Have your way in our hearts, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You are listening to the official podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.